When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I am your host. What's my name? Ariel. Ariel. I mm. can't do this without you telling me. What? I need my name. Um, Chris. Chris. That's a lame name. Leon. <laughs> I'm Aaron. George. I'm Aaron. That's me. I'm that Ron. guy. I'm. <laughs> well, you're just Ariel. There you go. Yep. You big meanie. But we have other people with us today, Ariel. Oh, we do, don't we? Do. We? we do. We have our lovely, amazing, oh, so wonderful, incredible, uh, sp- spontaneous, delicious patrons. That's words. Uh, you just call us delicious. <laughs> uh, I'm quite delicious, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we have with us today, Jedi Link. Hello. Naked Mango. On the door. I just want to say everybody gets a crack out of me having to say your name all the time on this podcast because it's supposed to be PG. <laughs> Nerdy Biker. What's up? Jeremy Kelly. I assume in a sight. A kex. You threw me off Hello, of that. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Nightfall. What's up? We're all here. We're all ready to go. And today we're talking about none other than a theories and some like little sprinkles of facts thrown in there because I'm I'm loving these facts. I want more facts. Anyway. <laughs> so first up, Nightfall. What do you got for yes. us? So during our pre-chat, we were talking about, you know, Linkle. Yeah. So <laughs> As official as Lankel was, she might not have actually been necessary as the first female version of Link. In uh, 19, there was a cleaned cleaned up pic of exclusive pink-haired female Link from 1986 that was scanned in and posted. This illustration is from the Japanese magazine that has been seen online. Share it with you now. So, what? so, so oh, wow. this link, this link illustration, she's you now wearing no leggings. She's wearing the, you know, the green tunic, pinkish reddish hair, and this was released in the same year as the the original first Legend of Zelda. That's the most nineties thing I've ever seen. It's nineteen eighty six. Yeah. So everyone's when when people were like, oh, Linkle, they they actually released a, a female Link. Mm-hmm. And there, there was some concepts. 
Oh, wow. PG. Well, oh, no, I was yeah. just talking like that's they actually took the time to actually design this character. So it was. Yes, they did. It was planned. It was it was planned. It was it was shared and it was in magazines and stuff. It just never was officially released. Yeah, they definitely they definitely didn't go PG on this character, I will say. And her no, hair color has changed at least three times in this whole process. What do you mean? She's it's like, what do you mean? What I'll even post the site where it was from. So I mean, to be fair, Link doesn't always wear pants either. <laughs> Aaron was enjoying the sights. Okay. <laughs> So oh, if gosh. you guys think think Linkle's the first one, she was official, but not first created. See, I'm curious to do more looking into this. So wasn't Wondering. that back around the time when Link was supposed to be like a projection of the character of the player theirself? Mm-hmm. So yes, that, that is where his name comes comes yeah. from. <clears throat> So when I saw these these pictures of a female Link, I had, I was surprised, bit ecstatic, and I was like, "Why can't you have like this version?" I'm surprised how detailed they are. I I was sort mm-hmm. of expecting just line art. No. That's everyone look everyone looks mind blown on the camera. It's, yeah, because we are. Holy cow. We, I think we all legitimately thought Lincoln was the first female Link, but No. Holy no, see, no, I think not. I remember seeing that first one somewhere, but like I don't remember seeing the other ones. Mm-mm. We'll have to post this link in the show notes for everybody to go check a look at as well. I'll put a warning on it. Yeah, uh, I was just about to suggest. Just, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say, put a warning on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. See, this is why you're in church. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's awesome. But that leads yes. me to a question here. We're gonna loom on this for a second. Okay. How does everyone feel, especially you, Nightfall, discovering mm-hmm. this, now mm-hmm. knowing this? Which one would you prefer, the Linkle we know? Or this female rendition of Link? I want this one. Give me the flaming red hair. <laughs> Redheads make everything better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, she looks tall. She looks strong. She looks like he can. She can bust and you know bust some moves out on the, on the battlefield. Yeah. I do like too that she actually uses a bow and a sword. It looks like right. I I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves with Linkle as I felt like as a character. We'll get to her later in discussion episodes, but I feel like they didn't do her justice. They made her cute. Yeah. yeah. To me, they made her cute and they made her appeasing to people starting out in Legend of Zelda like oh like this is this is Zelda oh look there's a cute version of Link like Link <laughs> Link is cute but he's also you know he's a he's a strong warrior so is Linkle yeah Link, Link was strong too I can't I can't deny that 
Because they have crossbows, though. Link would have just as much ability to be a swordsmaster as Link would be. So I don't know yeah. why she's had to have the crossbow unless... Yeah. They had to separate her from Link. So I remember reading somewhere that the original concept for Linkle wasn't female Link. It was like a long lost sister or in one of the iterations it was a sister. So it could just be that Oh. That okay. was she was originally created to be like a partner, mm. sort of. Not mm-hmm. necessarily his mirror copy. Or you know what I mean? That would yeah. make sense. We'd have Link being the uh, close range and Link will be, report, be doing support from a range. That if, would if, anybody, if anybody played the, the, the Dynasty Warriors S skin mm. of, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but Lincoln. Warriors? Yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Uh, Lincoln dual wielded crossbows, whereas Link had his sword. So, so why couldn't me- we use them together? <laughs> It makes me wonder if this I, was actually a thing of a like, game. Like, if we had this, like, female Link, would there be, like, a prince, Zelda? Would there be, like, a different yeah, version of G- Ganondorf? Like, I, I want I want some gender swaps, okay? Consider this, too. If so. we use this specific version of Link, the, as depicted here, a tall woman with red hair... That could have potential lore implications, too. We could have our first hero that is partially descended from Gerudo, perhaps. Yeah, I I would be interested to... I don't know, Ariel, do you, do you think we should do a deep dive on Linkle and the new found female Link at some point? I think it'd be fun to do. I think it would be, too. I, I've been begging for a Prince Zelda for a while. I honestly have. I want a Prince Zelda. Prince Zelda. <laughs> Prince Zelda. Manly. Manly Zelda. Oh, you got to have a full beard too, like a full blonde, like goatee kind of thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gosh. Well, that was a mind blowing event that yeah. Nightfall dropped on us. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Was a good segue because was, someone posted. You know, some pictures on the chat, and it made me. I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what to share." So one quick Google oh. search later, and I can get behind this gender swap thing. <laughs> actually, I just found this. Somebody drew this. Isn't from that? From what you had just found, this is actually from an anime cover that they. Apparently, I don't know if it was released, but somebody had considered it. Oh, that's Lincoln and Prince Zelda. There's no beard, so not my um, prince. <laughs> Elves don't have beards. Well, they should. Prince does. <laughs> All my elves have beards because they deserve it. Wait, I do. I don't know. What do you think of Prince Zelda? Handsome. He's handsome. Handsome. He's, 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 he's handsome. I feel like he is not up to dealing with whatever is going on here. <laughs> and I feel like Link's sword is a little too small. <laughs> what do you, what's the other one? What's the other mind-blowing experience you have ready for us? I, would, I wouldn't say mind-blowing. We were talking about it um, pre-chat before you even came along. Um, I always like the Easter eggs when it comes to character designs and stuff. 
and um, Raru in Tears of the Kingdom, I like his Easter egg and his costume. So if you look really closely at Raru in Tears of the Kingdom, he has a pendant, which is an owl, which is an Easter egg to the first Raru in Ocarina of Time. Ariel immediately pointed that out to me within yeah. like five seconds of seeing him. <laughs> you, you, you got an eye. I'm blind as a bat. But you can <laughs> see that. <laughs> but then, so, and then another thing with Raru is with Raru and the Sheikah, this is where I start to, to muddle my theories and like rambling and and like arguing with myself by myself in my house, look like a crazy person with the Sheikah and Raru. Um, I'm like, does like the Sheikah come with Raru when they first establish Hyrule? Um, only because the Sheikah symbol is the symbol of Raru's third eye. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I know. I. I didn't notice that until you just said something. Yeah, so yeah, the Sheikah symbol looks very close to Raru's third eye. And I was like, were they in the cahoots? Like, were they ancestors? I don't I don't know. It's... See, I've got a working theory right now. I don't want to go too much in. It doesn't go in spoiler territory, so nobody has to worry. Mm -hmm. But it does have to do with the the uh, the the Skyloftians and mm. those little demon cats they love to keep around all the time. Oh, those demon cats! But if you look at the ears and the designs of Rauru and his sibling. They kind of look like that, don't they? Yeah, because the Sheikah has white hair and stuff, and so do the Zonai. Mm -hmm. um, they do. And that's why I was like, is the Sheikah like ancestors of... But then, like, why would the Sheikah be, like, so fascinated with the Zonai technology like it wasn't theirs? Well, and that's... This is where it all gets muddled for me. So, I started originally thinking this is the Zonai may be deities to the Sheikah. Mm -hmm. But then I heard some key contexts that were said by Rauru and his sister on multiple occasions where they referred to themselves not as deities, but people of the sky. Right. In fact, they hinted at several occasions they did not like being called deities. They did not accept that they were deities. They simply said that they were alongside the deities. So they were learning and developing and you know, getting their powers from deities, but that didn't make them gods. So is the Sheikah, did they originate with them? Well, and see, that's an interesting fact, because if we think about this for a minute, if they're directly alongside the deities, okay, mm -hmm. the only other people that fit that description are the Sheikah, because they are directly mm -hmm. alongside the royal family, and they are right. directly in charge of protecting Zelda the reincarnation of Hylia every generation. That is their main task. Right. And and that's why I was like, the Sheikah goes deeper and is more connected to them than people realize. And when I saw 
like you know when I'm playing through Tears of the Kingdom and I saw the third eye like immediately Sheikah it like hit me in the white hair mm-hmm. and how intelligent well, intelligent and strong they are yes so, I just had a thought I wonder if the guardians were maybe they had lost some of the knowledge from the Zonai devices so this was their follow up mm-hmm. to it because just thinking about if that was their ancestors a lot of times people I mean like there's stuff we still know how they've done in some ancient cultures could it be the same thing that's happened here they lost their knowledge of the Zonai devices but they figured out some things and they created the guardians and then lost knowledge of that too because those are kind of new and and we know why they lost knowledge of the Guardians and such, because the royal family essentially forced them to. I personally think that the Sheikah are related in some way to the to the Zonai, mm-hmm. and that they almost certainly reverse-engineered their technology to come up with their own technology. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what I find impressive is that in some ways, the Sheikah technology is actually superior to the Zonai's. Not even the Zonai have created anything as advanced as the Divine Beasts. I wonder if um, the Hyruleans and the Sheikah are like very like ancestors. I mean, you get Raru in, um, what's her name? Sonia, Sonia, and. You know oh, they yeah, marry yeah. and and, and yeah. they and they don't show any offsprings. But what if, what if they had offsprings? And what if they're both had like one was like the Hylians we know now, and then the other branched off and looks like Chica, oh, taking I on white hair. Something. I want well, to say something so bad, but it is such a big spoiler. Uh, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I won't. Do it. I won't. Say what? But that's that's my rambling. That's that was me. That's me rambling to myself, looking like a crazy person for a couple weeks. What if all the <laughs> others don't? I became the Sheikah. Well, there's that. Or these are the only two Zonai that we actually have seen in the game. They didn't say they were the only two Zonai. Mm-hmm. I, I think it did actually because they said, said they the eventually the left. The only ones left. That's the key words there. So the other ones turned into Sheikah. <laughs> or they just died out. Like most species do, they become extinct when they become, for lack of better words, obsolete, not needed. Yeah. They just start to become extinct. Or there's nothing saying they couldn't have done, you know, pulled the Uka trick and just went, yeah, we're going to the sky. See you later. I'm we're not doing this anymore. We're going back. <laughs> because they didn't say anything about death. They didn't say anything about extinction. They didn't say anything about this stuff in any of their dialogue lines. All they said is, we are the only two left. That's it. So that implies either the others still exist or they did exist at one point, which, you know, it's because it's a rabbit hole that I'm trying to piece together. But it's like when you've got the Lego instruction set here. But you don't have all the pieces. So you have to go through all the other toy boxes to find pieces that might work. <laughs> Is this a bad time to mention that I am almost positive that the Zonai are deeply related to the Minish? Oh. <laughs> oh. 
I so, think I will save that for another day. <laughs> we'll do that on the spoiler, everyone. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to Kex. Kex, what do you got for All us? All right. I have sort of an Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess theory today. <laughs> oh. So in Ocarina of Time, in development, everyone had planned to actually include the Light Temple as a playable dungeon, but they ran out of time. And unfortunately this did not happen. In fact, I sort of wonder if the hookshot was originally planned to be that dungeon's item. However, I think it is possible that we have in fact played through the light temple after all. In Twilight Princess, we go back to <laughs> Apologies, something funny in the chat. Um, in Twilight Princess, we get to go back to the Temple of Time in the sacred, uh, sacred grove, sacred forest meadow, something like that. And in the opening chamber, it is identical to the Temple of Time in Ocarina of Time. So we know that these two places are the same. It is not another structure called the Temple of Time, like certain things in the rest of the series. Now, here's where things get very interesting. We all know, I am sure, the layout of Ocarina of Time's Temple of Time. There is the podium with the light uh, medallion on it so that you can teleport to it with the um, prelude of light. And then in the back, there is the master sword stand with all six of the sages symbols surrounding it. Then in Twilight Princess only, you can use the master sword as a sort of key to access another part of the, the Temple of Time that we have never seen before. We go through the stained glass window, up a flight of stairs made of light seemingly, and we get to the dungeon portion of the Temple of Time. It is my theory that when we cross through that stained glass window, we are entering the sacred realm and we are entering the Temple of Light. I think that this is what was supposed to happen too had Link not been underage when he pulled it, uh, the Hero of Time had not been underage when he pulled it in Ocarina of Time. The reason why I think this is because the dungeon portion of the Temple of Time is an eight floor dungeon that is almost tower-like in design. When you exit the Temple of Time and Ocarina of Time, there is no such structure attached to the Temple of Time, nor anywhere in the vicinity. So this temple is either, I am sorry, this tower is either invisible for some reason, which is unlikely, or it is in another realm. Also, interestingly, and I do apologize to the listeners because I'm going to be posting a picture. <laughs> But, there it is, all throughout the dungeon on several different floors, several different areas, you can see 
the light medallion's design all throughout this dungeon. I believe the only place you do not is the basement. You never at any point in this dungeon see any of the other sages symbols in there, not spirit, not forced, none of them. Whereas in the Temple of Time proper, they are all in that temple, particularly surrounding the Master Sword. I think the reason for this is because again, the Hero of Twilight has now crossed over into the Sacred Realm and is now in the Temple of Light. I think if this is true, it is sort of a way that the developers made it up to us so that we did not in the same game, but we did get to enjoy the Temple of Light after all and all the puzzles therein. <laughs> hmm. So I'm glad you brought this up because <laughs> you're pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the assets used in this level are reused assets from either past Temple of Lights that they wanted to do or assets from other parts of the game that they wanted to incorporate but couldn't justify mechanically or you know storyline-wise. The other thing that I love when people bring this particular one up is the fact that if you look at the coloring or the lighting style in this particular temple compared to any other temple in the entire Twilight Princess game, this is the brightest temple of all of them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it is also worth mentioning that the Dominion Rod uses a ball of light to control the statues, which is this dungeon's um, item. Mm -hmm. I so, know too. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> what I was going to say was all of that combined together, the only time we ever see these bright lights in the entire LOZ series is when we are going to the Sacred Realm any sort of bright lights or brightened colors or any sort of like brightening at all is only when you travel to the sacred realm. I'm glad too that you mentioned also that some other people have done research into this. I, I, I did sort of come up with this on my own, but what I mean by that is independently. I was mm -hmm. not going on to the internet for fear of spoilers at the time when I was first going through these games. That being said, once I had caught up with the series and I did venture on looking for theories, I was very excited actually to see that many other people have reached similar conclusions. So that makes me more confident as well that this is the case. And something that should cheer you up even more about this one is the developers refuse to touch this one. But they've repeatedly gone on record talking briefly about this exact theory about how you'll know you're when you're in the sacred realm when colorful bright lights they've always said those exact key things those key elements are only to the sacred realm that's the only time you're ever going to see it anything that has anything to do with the sacred realm is bright is vibrant is pretty much glowing <laughs> but they so will not confirm <laughs> the entire <laughs> of Wind Waker takes place in the Sacred Realm. Boom. Done. <laughs> it's canon now. It's canon now. <laughs> Gosh. So, 
what is everybody else's thoughts on this one? Um, speaking of Wind Waker, uh, no, we're talking about Twilight temple. Princess. It, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> same temple, Tower of the Gods. You got bright lights. <laughs> if you look at the location compared to you know the castle under the ocean, and going off what Kex said, Temple of Time being located so close to the castle, you know. Tower of the Gods, Light mm-hmm. Temple. Mm-hmm. Again, it is a uh, large tower, after all. Do you have bright Plus, lights? <laughs> bright lights all over that game. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Old game, Sacred Realm. <laughs> God. Well, in fairness, there is some evidence, and I I will not go too far into this because I will take too much time, but there is some evidence to believe that the technology we see in the Tower of the Gods, especially uh, Godan, I believe is the giant mecha's name, there is evidence to believe that the technology we see in there is a sort of intermediary point between the Sheikah we know from the rest of the series and the Sheikah in Breath of the Wild. The coloring is similar, the blue lighting and so forth. And if anybody could drag a structure out of the sacred realm and into, I hesitate to say the real world, but you all know what I mean, Hyrule proper, it would be the Sheikah. Mm-hmm. There's so many things I can't wait to talk about when we get to that, but uh, we'll leave that alone for now. That was one of my theories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited so, for Wind Waker 2 when you get there. I have one concerning that and uh, Phantom Hourglass that I'm excited to share when we get there. I'm, I'm excited to yeah. get there. <laughs> get there. <laughs> uh, Jedi, you were going to say something about this when I asked for thoughts. What do you got? Uh, you look like you were going to say now, something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry. Brain fart. <laughs> Ready for it. Uh, well, if nobody else has anything else to add to it, we'll jump on over to Jeremy. Mine's not so much theories, because honestly, I really don't go into theories. Uh, sorry, Gex. Um, <laughs> I am terribly offended. <laughs> I was actually on the Internet Movie Database, and I noticed some goofs for Tears of the Kingdom. And a lot of them are the obvious ones. You know, no one can survive a fall at terminal velocity into water. Yeah, no duh. Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) Some clothes, this one I thought was kind of different. Some clothing can be found in places which haven't been seen used in hundreds of years, and still the clothing is in one piece. Yeah, it's kind of. Kind of one of those things kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> leggings and hats can be worn for cold protection, even though they shouldn't really be effective if the rest of the body is canceling mm-hmm. covered. <laughs> Shut your facts. In, in fairness, it does say in some of the outfits that gems with magical properties yeah. are used. So that, that is true. There is that. 
Yeah, magic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, princess Zelda, despite being the princess, takes it upon herself to venture into the caves beneath Hyrule Castle, which, for all anyone knows, is a dangerous place. That's why she didn't go alone. She took Link. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Chief of Gerudo's throne room is not well protected against intruders. You know, as you're easily able to get in there, all you need is just a different outfit. Or is that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, uh, you just need to move the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Garden Gerudo Town says that Link may stay in one of the houses, heedless of the fact that there may be belongings within those houses. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just yeah, just, just stay in that house. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, to be don't fair, steal anything. The same guy that walks in and breaks all your pots, steals all your money. <laughs> ah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, is you know that's a lot of games. Yeah, just coming in, I'm gonna steal your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if if you look too much into it. <laughs> then I can't break pots anymore because the developers can be like, yeah, yeah, no, don't do that. Wait, don't say aren't anything. You the same guy who broke my pots before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did but like that little thing they threw into Twilight Princess where you can't break certain NPCs' pots, or you're gonna have to pay for them. I did like that. That was a nice little touch. All right, Nintendo needs to get on to making those for the Switch already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wind Waker did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Certain it was only certain ones, but yeah. yeah, it was great when it happened. Don't touch it. You'll pay for that. What what? <laughs> <laughs> there was a if I can find it again, there was a meme I found years ago that they had done yeah. where somebody was saying, Don't break the pot, you'll have to pay for it. Link broke it and then just threw a rupee at him, and they were like Okay, they put the rupee in a bag and then they opened a closet that was just full of pots and then put them back out <laughs> and waited for Link to come and said, and now we wait. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Gangsta> to Link. <laughs> I Link, do what I want. <laughs> Link progresses the economy. That's why nobody gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Sorry, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you, Jeremy. Oh, no, you're good. Um, actually, really, that was about it, because I said um, I don't have the attention span to do theories, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? That's perfect, though, because that puts us at the exact point we want to be to go to our mid-break. Hey, Ariel. No. We're in the middle of the show. No. We're, it's the middle no. part of the show. No. You have to do it. No. You are contractually obligated what, to say it. What contract did I ever say? The sign? imaginary one in my mind. Say the thing. Well, I'm breaking this contract. Also, it's all full of middle in here. Yes. Contract fulfilled. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to break it. So. Oh, okay. Well, you know what we do in the middle of the show? Um, give you a really hard time. <sighs> After that. Um, sigh a lot. After that? Um, we thank our patrons. Yes, yes. We have to thank our patrons. And some of them are here with us right now. 
And I love it. Really? Yes, I love it. I had it. no clue. <laughs> no, wait, they aren't. You know what? They've been so quiet the first half of this. <laughs> but we do have to thank our patrons, such as our Golden Goddess level patrons, the Nerdy Biker, Jeremy, Jeremy Kelly. I'm not here. I'm not here. Kex. <laughs> Hello. Maple Flapjacks. And then we move on to our Hyrule Royalty patrons. I feel like I should get like fancy borders and fancy things to say for everybody in the different tiers. Anyway, uh, Hyrule Royalty patrons, Bloodvale, James Becker, Nightfall. Yes. Foil Grimir, Hero of Theories, Hero of Time. We have a lot of heroes. I, I just want to say we have a lot of heroes. Like uh, Jedi Link is here. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh man, I went straight into, I'm sorry, I went from Hyrule Royalty straight to Sheikah without transitioning. These are our Sheikah patrons. Foil Grimrir, Hero of Theories, Hero of Time, Jedi Link. Ew. <laughs> Mystery Bemo, Naked Mango. E for Papas. <laughs> Stormer858, Venomous Duck. We are Legion, Wolf Warrior 1869, Austin J. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> then we move on to our Kokiri patrons Austin J. Milner, Donnie Herman Jr., Jumanji, Megalithic, Nebula Echo, Preston Balagad, and Remington Cloutier. And then, of course, our fairy patrons Alan Morgado, Christopher Green, Doug Leamy, and Rainbow Marvel. Thank you to our patrons. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I made a song for you. <laughs> Why are you playing with the dog? Because supposed to cute. thank our patrons. Because he's cute. He's adorable, but we have to thank our patrons. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, patrons. We do greatly appreciate it. And we also appreciate you listeners. Because without you, we wouldn't have a show. I argue this. We would have a show. We just wouldn't have anybody to do this show for. You would get mad and you would say, yep. okay, we're canceling, we're the, canceling show. the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks to our listeners. They are awesome. They give me purpose. <laughs> R.I.P. SDP. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So our patrons are thanked. Now comes the fun part. The other fun part, I should say. We got to talk about stuff we brought. Ah, mm. So we're going to go in reverse order this time. Jedi Link, what'd you bring? So I brought two items. Um, the first one, I just found this one and it's just so cool. It's a breakable pot that you can get in a couple of different ways. It starts at $45 with just like the mold. Uh, then I forget what the prices are. You can get it with the magnets and then you get painted. And for painted, you can either do Wind Waker pots or you can do Orcarina of Time pots. And the cool thing is they even have rupees, hearts, orphanids, with so got all sorts of different varieties of prices. And then the other thing I got is something I've personally got. It's a Legend of Zelda um, playing card set. And all the suits are different versions with uh, Gandorf as the king, uh, Zelda as the queen, and Link as the jack. But they've got uh, Wind Waker, 
Ocarina of Time, Original Zelda, and Breath of the Wild, and they all have very cool designs on them. And that one starts at... forgot to look that up. Uh, Please be an odd number. Please be an odd number. <laughs> it is 1950, and you can also get it with a rupee bag, which brings up to 2350. The 23 bothers me. <laughs> so it's sort of a round prize. <laughs> it's okay. It's just getting there. 50 more cents. <laughs> it's got an even 50 cents. So that's okay. I'm, I'm willing to part with 50 cents. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mango. What do you got? Gosh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know how much well. everybody loves to cosplay. So if you ever wanted to be Legend of Zelda for just thirty four fifty, I have this. I found this just lovely, handmade, three mm. uh, D mask, made from only phenomenal materials. <laughs> Uh, I know in the in the title when you look at it it says carnival suit but don't let that deter you <laughs> I think it's not horrifying to look at it gives me Majora mask vibes <laughs> it definitely yes. gives Majora's mask vibes oh my gosh it is, is literally a giant carnival style Zelda head <laughs> Oh my gosh. The top comment is so cute, wonderful quality, and great fit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Can't deny that. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of these comments says it is what I've always wanted. Yeah, I didn't want to stars. say that out loud. <laughs> with four stars. I don't understand that comment at all, but. <laughs> It's not bad. I mean, it's it's something. <laughs> it's something. All right. Before we say anything else about it, Nerdy Biker, what you bring? Uh, so, uh, if you'll remember the last time, I brought a certain adventurous hat. Correct? Uh, yes. Yes, you did. So... If you did happen to buy the hat, you know what goes well with it? Boots. I was going to say that, and they have to have fur. Uh, so, um, <laughs> tunics. Tunics! Okay, that was my second guess. <laughs> that was nowhere on his list. <laughs> so, what I brought today is, again, on the cosplay spectrum, a handmade linen tunic with decorative stitching the design is closer to Twilight Princess Link but they do offer custom designs so you can pick pretty much whichever iteration you want or if you just want a plain tunic uh, that doesn't have anything to do with Legend of Zelda uh you know, blasphemy, but I'm not <laughs> here. Uh, they come in a variety of colors, uh, a variety of materials. This one in particular is linen with cotton thread. 
and the shop is the Cloak and Dagger Co. on Etsy. And I sent you guys the link. The price on this one is an even 100. No extra change. And the linen makes it extremely durable, but it's also thin enough to be very breathable. So I've worn mine in all weather, the from middle of July to middle of December, and been comfortable the whole way. So this shop is actually my own, and I can attest to everything being handmade and quality check before it goes out. Well, and see, I, I love the reviews on the web on the on your page. Uh, my favorite one is arrived fast. We'll buy again, <laughs> like straight up to the point. There's so many other ones that are really good. Like this one says it was fixed, seamed, soft fabric. Happy to see no loose. It's not loose. So you didn't have to tie it. It was perfect fit. You know, there's all these other really nice ones. And this, this one's just says right fast. I'll buy it again. Okay. All right. I have to That's say what something, you were looking for. And I, it's going to make me feel bad, but I have to say it. Um, it's not going to make me feel bad. Yeah, I don't know. You'll see. <laughs> um, this looks like if I bought it, the first night I went to sleep, I would be awoken in the middle of the night and visited by three very specific ghosts. <laughs> so, um, funny story about that. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> One of the events that we vend is the Dickens Festival here in Kentucky at the Ren Fairgrounds. So... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has been used for that. <laughs> Love it. That's the because moment you put it in the chat. I was like, that. That has been worn by a grumpy old man. <laughs> yes. The ghost of Zelda's it. past, the ghost of Zelda's present, <laughs> the ghost of Zelda's future. <laughs> the ghost of Tears of Gamelon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, goodness. So, uh,. Yes, I would say bye. Uh, I used to do uh, LARPing back in the day, and it's like hard it. to find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hard to find good quality, you know, outfits. Honestly, and the ones you do find, they're wanting like three, four hundred dollars for literally yeah. a tunic. Yeah. So it's good price. It's good quality. There's lots of good feedback on the website, and you heard it from the owner here. Uh, he hand checks everything. So if it doesn't work out you can blame him uh <laughs> <laughs> but that being said it's time for jeremy kelly what'd you bring <laughs> well mine's a little on the funny side <clears throat> it can't be worse than a clown mask <laughs> so it's on etsy hang on a second <clears throat> sorry um it's a legend of zelda mug uh ceramic coffee mug you found coffee all hearts restored which let's be honest we all need that um, the seller is Larry Lizarda, Lizarada, sorry. It's low in stock. It's on sale right now. And sorry, Ariel, 1869. Um, hey, great year. <laughs> sale ends, um, as of this recording, which would be the 29th of July in 28 hours. So basically what, uh, 31st, I think, something like that. Math is hard. 
Um, (laughs) It comes in 11 or 15 ounce. 15 ounce is $22.94. Colors are black and white. And looks like it's got some pretty good... Let's see. Five stars got four five-star reviews. Let's see one. Love the mug. It's adorable. Had an issue with U.S. Canada Post, but seller was really responsive and helpful. And together we got it sorted out. Um, looks like there was one. The re- the seller actually responded because I guess let's see. Item was a perfect gift for my husband. You can see a slight seam where the image is attached, but it really isn't that obvious, which is fantastic. The shipping was accurate and arrived on time. I'm very happy with this product. And yeah, that's said the uh, seller actually responded to that one. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. It's got Link holding a cup of coffee, a mug of coffee, ironically with the Triforce on the cup and behind him is a uh, treasure chest and like I said it said you found coffee all hearts restored and it's got three hearts on the bottom it's pretty cool there's more than three hearts in the game but it's okay (laughs) it's an adorable mug I want it (laughs) (laughs) well now that I have my 15 ounce cup of coffee, Kex, what can I pair with this coffee? What did you bring? <laughs> I brought um, uh, an absolutely gorgeous little music box. The seller of this, I believe, if I, if I am understanding Etsy correctly, is Emma Smith. And it is a depiction of um, the hero of wilds looking out at Hyrule Castle with the guardian pillars surrounding it. And it plays the Song of Storms. It is a little music, a little light up music box that could look very nice sitting on your nightstand or some such. I absolutely love it. (laughs) I want this. Uh, Just like everything else that everyone brings. (laughs) <laughs> and I want to play it every night to annoy Ariel with. <laughs> For the record, it does appear too that they did not just do Legend of Zelda. If you look down at some of the um, bottom-most pictures, there are other designs as well. Uh, and, and you can even have some custom text added to it. There's one in particular that I believe is a depiction of Nightmare Before Christmas. So this individual makes a variety of music boxes. I want the one that says Anastasia. I think I have Final Fantasy X, The Beatles. <laughs> Anastasia. I just want the one that says Anastasia. I want literally no explanation. I want it to play uh, Zelda's Lullaby. I want to say Anastasia just to mess with people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she gets suitable one too. See, it's got a, quite a few nice ones in here. Some of them are painted and everything too. Let's see, you light up my life. Oh, I appreciate you too. 
It's the only reason I listen. <laughs> Goodness. That's Star Wars as well. And Pirates Caribbean. Oh. Oh. Oh, and you can put custom text on the bottom. See, this is... It just keeps getting better and better. So much. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get focused on this and not do any more. Hey, we have to go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nightfall, what did you bring? I'm here. I brought two things because I could not decide. Um... One is for Ariel's forgiveness from last time. <laughs> it's a uh, my whispered like seventy five dollars or seventy five cents on it. Um, I know she was shaking her head, but I brought um, a Zelda Triforce wooden set dice tray and dice tower. Um, starting off at eighty eight dollars, and depending on the engravings you get, they have a Triforce set. Customized set and the personalization set. It goes from eighty-eight to one hundred twenty-three dollars. Um, the creator, the seller is Wooden Game Worlds, and uh, they have so many different varieties. You can even pick the felt inside, the colors, and I believe you can pick the Zelda engraving collection design you want. So it looks to be a very well-made box. And hopefully she forgives me when I share this. Um, the next one that I uh, am sharing, I own something like this. It's from the same seller. Um, this one is a Glow Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Tumblr. Sheikah Slate Text Distress Battle, battle Tumblr Glow in the Dark Final. And you can do a 20 ounce skinny for $53 to a 34 ounce $69 creator is Gina Johnston um yeah you can explore her, her store I believe I owned her very first Breath of the Wild Tumblr and kind of skyrocketed from there she started exploring the different color patterns and I had, when I saw the glow in the dark I was like what? because it kind of fits with the theme of Tears of the Kingdom um so anyone that likes to hydrate and drink loads of coffee like me <laughs> I think you misspoke and said said it wrong. I think you mean all the coffee. Because that's what? what I do. I, I drink all the coffee. I don't drink some. You drink all the coffee. I don't drink a lot of it. I drink all the coffee. <laughs> all the coffee. All the coffee. All the coffee, but decaf. Decaf, what's that? Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Decaf is a dirty word. I, I guess. But yes. I I can, for, for this for this Tumblr, I can vouch for, the, for this store because I own her first uh, Legend of Zelda Tumblr, and it's phenomenal quality. It looks it, and I, I, Ariel, I, I already sent it to Ariel for my Christmas gift. I can <laughs> share. I can share. I can share what I first got. Um, this is not my arm. This is just from her for her screenshot. But this is this is one that I have. Her, her first design, and on on the back on the back of it, um, it's the Sheikah slate. So mm. you get the you get the distressed master sword with Zelda symbol Z, um, and then back is the Sheikah slate. 
and she does a variety of sizes. See, I like this. We need to buy all the tumblers. But the more important question here, Ariel, is do you forgive Nightfall for the weird change last time? Um, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, Ariel, it's your turn. What do you got? I got some merch. Oh. So this comes from Etsy. And it is the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Secret Stone Necklace. I only want it. Honestly. <laughs> I want it. So they have a bunch of different of the colors. They have black, white, red, orange, purple, green, and rainbow. The yellow and blue are currently sold out. And the price range goes from $14.99 up to $110.48, which the rainbow is all of them. So, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Ooh. It is uh, handmade. The, the necklace is suede and the teardrop is resin. So... Yeah, I'll have the link for that in the show notes. Ooh. So we're going to buy those, right? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> so, I guess it's my turn. And I brought something that everybody could use on adventures. $100. A backpack! A hundred, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pay bears? <laughs> no, I brought a backpack. This is uh, the official licensed Nintendo Zelda. I, they say it weird here too. Nintendo Zelda video game Link Shield Green Canvas Backpack. It's that's it's just the Legend of Zelda backpack. Uh, <laughs> what it is is it is a backpack with not only the Breath of the Wild Z on the top half, but it also has the Hyrulean shield on the back. It's really nice. Uh, it is 100% uh, licensed. It is made from polyester and PP webbing material. So it's pretty durable and it's a decent size. So you can probably carry quite a bit of goods in this. Uh, rapid little price here. Uh, you ready for this, Ariel? Probably not. It's $62.99. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm terrible. But yes, you can get this uh, on Amazon from BioWorld Store, or you can click the link in the show notes, and uh, it'll take you right to it. That's what I brought today. Cool story. That's it. We're done with the middle. Yep. That's it. No more. Mm -hmm. So I can end it. Yeah. Okay. Listeners, start your stopwatches. <laughs> so, uh. How yeah. you doing? Yeah, What's up with you? <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good day. Pretty good day. I thought you said you didn't have any more to say. I'm trying to make awkward small talk right now. 
<laughs> Why do that when you could just play the ocarina? I could just twiddle my tum thumbs. Is there a battle? Uh, I heard ocarina. Like, is there a battle? It's ocarina yeah. battle? Like I could just whistle on over to Ocarina STL Ocarina. Actually, didn't you both get Ocarina? So where, where's the battle? What Patreon exclusive episode is that going to be? <laughs> Whenever Aaron gets an Ocarina from STL Ocarina, you still don't have and one. No, he doesn't because he fails. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Aaron, you could just head on over to STL Ocarina, use our promo code LOZLORE10, and save yourself ten percent off an Ocarina. And, you know, if you just fail and want something other than Legend of Zelda themed, they have other themes as well. Like Star Wars and D&D and stuff like that. Lord of the Rings. But but the failure only falls on me, right? Because everybody else can give what they want, but I'm the failure. Failure only falls on Aaron. Okay, I thought so. (laughs) So, I hope like... I hope like half of your audience is named Aaron. <laughs> so the the failure falls a hundred percent on the host of this particular show, Aaron. Oh well, all right. That's just getting real specific. Yeah. <laughs> and then while you're at it, you can roll on over to Fanroll Dice and use our promo code Almighty C10, which is A L L Mighty, the letter C and ten, and save yourself ten percent off. A set of beautiful dice, and they also have dice trays and dice towers and dice bags, all dice, all things dice, and they have a whole bunch of different kinds of dice, like wooden and rubber and resin and metal and gemstone and big dice and little dice, and yeah, you can save yourself 10% off of your purchase. And then, while I keep on just going on here we can just switch on over to nixie gaming and you can use our promo code loz lore and save yourself 10 percent off an awesome switch controller or other switch accessories like docking stations and whatnot and they have different types of controllers they also the new thing they have are the gamecube controllers which are pretty cool Aaron has one and he likes it a lot. And that's why I don't have an ocarina because I, I bought a GameCube controller. <laughs> okay, excuses. And then, and then, and then, and then, you can just stealthily go on over to Cloak and Dagger Company on Etsy. Oh, sneaking that in there. I did, and use our promo code LOZLORE10 and save yourself ten percent off. Oh, so the tunic that we just talked about, you can get for ten percent off. Yep, no you excuses sure can now. By using our no promo code, <laughs> and they have cloaks, different types of cloaks, and the tunic, and just go check it out. Save yourself ten percent off while dogs are barking and chasing each other. <laughs> oh, that was gosh. my favorite sequel to All Dogs Go to Heaven. Dogs bark and chase each other. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, if you ever wondered why we have so many sponsors, it is because we love you. We do this so you get all the lovely discounts everywhere you can. <laughs> but in all seriousness, no, we do it because it gets you guys discounts and it gets you guys the cool stuff you want, which is why I'm really picky on who I 
use the sponsors and who I don't. Because there's been a couple other companies, uh, mattress companies. Uh, I don't know. What? No. It's, what does that have to do with Legend of Zelda? I don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> Bring me rupees. <laughs> Maybe they're anyway. making Rito down beds. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I can see that. <laughs> but anyhow, we do it because we love you and we want you to get as much out of this podcast and everything else we do as you can. So here's to you. We love you and thank you. With that, we're going to go to the end of the episode. Here we are at the end of the episode. We've got three more, three more patrons and their lovely, uh, I don't know, theories and, and, and info drops and uh, whatever you want to call them. We got, we got three more of these. Are you ready for this? Let's go. Nerdy Biker, what do you got? So, uh, Malin is a Gerudo. <laughs> Just went there. Ooh, just like went right in one. there. <laughs> okay, so in Ocarina of Time, once you do all the side quests for the masks and you unlock all the others, there are two masks that Talon responds to, and that is the Goron and the Gerudo. So, my theory is that Malin's mom was the product of a Gerudo and a Goron. So she had features of both. I hmm. see people making faces, but this is not as... I'm no, actually no. going to come to the defense of this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. My face is because it's interesting because the dialogue that Talon has basically says he was gonna say it looks like his wife but hesitates yeah. when you wear the so, Gerudo mask we can push this further what are the Gerudo known for war <laughs> what type of war specifically I was gonna say what is it good for you guys are calling me off absolute horse archery <laughs> exactly what does Malin have an unnatural connection to? Horseback riding. Dogs. Exactly. <laughs> Therefore, that's the Gerudo blood. I cannot argue this. I love it. I love it. May I may I very quickly step in to defend the Goron part of this idea? You can. Okay. If everyone can look at the chat, and again, I apologize, listeners. This is a character uh, named Rosso. He is a sage from Link Between Worlds. And I strongly believe that this individual is the product of a Goron and a Helion as his parents. In addition to, of course, the, uh, the Goron symbol on his belt. He's very obviously a, a human in some ways. But his body shape is very Goron-like, very round and seemingly fat. But when you look at it, it is all muscle. He also has the noticeable beady black eyes that all Gorons have, particularly in uh, Ocarina of Time. So 
I am quite certain, 99% certain that he has a Goron and a, and a Hylian as a parent. And even setting that aside, honestly, everyone sort of talks about how maybe the Goron part could just be a joke, but it could be in reference to the muscles as well, because Garuda women are very muscular, and so are a lot of Gorons. So Talon may not be making a joke or anything of the sort about this. They could very much both remind him of his wife, and it could not be some sort of tactless insult. So that character actually was my exact basis for this. I just could not for the life of me remember his name. <laughs> Boom, Rosa, Kex to save the day. Name. Kex coming in to save the day. <laughs> so yeah, you thought it was a joke. <laughs> nope. That's like when I got asked on Hello Hyrule. What so, was it? Uh is who who is it? Is your mommy? Uh gosh. Spider. Um why did I forget? Goma, yeah, is Goma your mommy? Yeah. <laughs> so um I'm gonna take this even further leading into Twilight Princess. The link from Twilight Princess is a descendant of Ocarina of Times. Hero of Time and Alan the Farm Girl. That's why he has the absolute monstrous strength to sumo wrestling. And that's why he took to it so naturally because it's literally in his bloodline. Oh, I really like that. I never thought of that. Yes, I, I remember in the Hello Hyrule Discord King sort of helped host a tournament between all the links. And I do remember him pointing out that without the aid of items such as the Goron bracelet or the golden gauntlets, I believe he said that Twilight Princess Link, the hero of Twilight, was one of the strongest of all the heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, the hero of the wilds. Right. Yes, I remember that too. The only thing I want to say to combat this, I got to think of a way to, a PG way to say this. <laughs> Never once in my life have I considered Link someone who procreates. Ah, uh, that's well. the only thing I have against that theory. Well, that's because <laughs> in most of the games, when you play as Link, he's kind of, you know, 12. 17 or younger. <laughs> he's 12 <laughs> so it's not really something you think about at the time but see with Twilight Princess Link the things that I brought up before plus the fact that he takes so naturally to farmhand work so uh, it was kind of obvious that all that was passed down also when you pick the reed to play to summon Epona what songs played? <laughs> Where does that song come from? Malin's mom taught her that song. So it is a Lon Lon family traditional song. Indeed. So it's been passed down to the hero Twilight. 
further cementing the fact that he is either I'm sure it's been quite a bit more time than him being their you know son or grandson but it does come from that bloodline so it's been passed down from generation to generation and made its way to the hero of twilight regarding to the issue of like possibly procreating it should be noted too that their standards seem to be ever so slightly different from ours in the real world Breath of the Wild does sort of tell us that the age that Hylians are considered to come of age is 17, a little bit younger. And we know this because Zelda is not allowed to approach the Spring of Wisdom until the age of 17. And it is implied that this is because she needs to be wise enough to enter that that um, that spring and only you are really only considered to have that wisdom as an adult. So it seems as though Hylians, at least according to they themselves, I do not know how much they know about their own biology, they seem to think that they reach adulthood by 17. So that I would attribute more to Japanese culture than Hylian culture. That I do not know as much about, so I will have to take your word on that. <laughs> that, that I will say, is why I'm going to cut you off, because that is a topic for another day, yeah. because I want to do an episode <laughs> discussing the culture of uh, Hyrule. Well, <laughs> the culture of Hyrule and how it compares in multiple different ways to multiple different cultures worldwide. Because there is a lot of cultures represented in different games and different ways. It's very interesting, and it is worth a deep dive. <laughs> but that being said, I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm okay with this theory. I'm okay with this. What did you do? <laughs> my headband snapped on my headset, and this is like a ninety-dollar <laughs> headset too. Not well, that that oh dear! Throw it away. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I was wondering why I couldn't get the adjustment right. <laughs> Price uh, So anyway, sorry. Uh, no, that's there. fine. So. Yes, I don't remember what I was saying. But anyway, okay, so we'll just carry off from... We'll take that topic for another day. So with all that being said, I do like the theory. I'm invested in this, and I'm going to have to deep dive this myself and figure this one out. I will will put more into this (laughs) specifically for you. (laughs) It's interesting. (laughs) I I won't go too much into it for the sake of time, but there's something I've been thinking on for a while now about how, you know, cross-species evolution and... Me and Ariel were talking about the other day. But anyway, that brings me to uh, the mango uh, that is unclothed. (laughs) For the record, uh, uh, because you were talking about my name and not being PG, I just want everyone to know that where this came from is when I made it, my favorite drink were Naked's. (laughs) And I just, and um, a family nickname is Mango. I myself have never seen... What? I myself have never seen a clothed mango, so I never thought anything of it. Do you eat it peel and all? <laughs> Not exactly what I meant, but for I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I found a theory about a theory. I found a theory that what about what I consider 
or what to my knowledge is a popular theory. The theory, the base theory is the one about um, at the beginning of Majora's Mask, it, Link dies and the entire game is about him mm. coming to accept his, his death. Yep. Uh, there's a theory about that theory that it's not his death that he's grieving. It's Navi's. Uh, yes. Because at the end of uh, Ocarina of Time, most people, whenever you heal with a fairy, they just disappear. And at the end of Ocarina of Time, she she completes her quest as his guide. And she's like, bye-bye now, and kind of tweedles off. And he starts Majora's Mask looking for her. So the theory is that the entire game is about it's a, the five stages of grief for Navi, not himself. See, I knew about the whole Navi thing. I, I briefly talked about when we talked about some of Majora's Mask. I didn't ever put two and two together that he was grieving Navi, though, throughout the game. I always just took it as it's just a dark game. And this is kind of like an obstacle in his path of finding Navi. However, the 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 creator and the development team have openly said that Navi is dead. Like that's how fairies work. They do their job and then they pass on. That's how this works. That's why the fairies for the Kokiri children don't ever leave because they don't ever complete their tasks because the kids never grow up. The way that I understood it was that they didn't exactly die. They returned to the great fairy that initially spawned them. Yeah. I mean, so in essence, recycling yes. than Yeah. But they aren't ever themselves again. Like their personalities right. and everything, they're gone. That's it. They're right. gone. So unless they change that lore on us. <laughs> but he's going to bring Nama no. back later. <laughs> I never As thought about it that fairy. way. I, yeah, I've never thought about it as the grieving process for someone. Well, for Navi. I've always just thought of it as, yeah, I mean, I could see the grieving process, you know, acceptance of death for Link. I could see that. But no, I like the whole grieving process for Navi thing a lot better. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it makes, because- it makes more sense to me because the whole thing about him dying is it's a fun theory but then how does it support him being a hero he saves the, he saves the world how do you save the world if you're dead links in burnout. yeah he's kratos and and the <laughs> <laughs> the hero shade in twilight princess is also very clearly an adult yeah mm-hmm. that, that was what i was going to bring up yeah oh sorry <laughs> oh you're good <laughs> no well that and there's you can tell by the way the character the the hero shade is portrayed is a man who's gone through a lot yeah and to lose your friend your best friend your only friend for many years as a child that is it's not just your friend either it's your mentor it's your guide it's it's everything to you to lose that as a child that would be that's an arrow to the knee especially because that individual was the only other person who experienced basically the latter two thirds of Ocarina of Time with Link Mm -hmm. the only person he could confide in about those events I I actually have a little mini theory that all the flips and somersaults that Link does throughout Majora's Mask whenever he leaps from platform to platform is almost a form of attention seeking in a way because 
no one really takes him seriously as a child, even though he is by all means a war veteran, but no one knows this. Hmm. Okay. So stand me my link. <laughs> when you were talking about uh Navi being his friend for years, so canonically, how long of a time period does Ocarina of Time take place? Like, not including the seven-year sleep because, you know, he was asleep. That kind of passed in the blink of an eye for him. Isn't that How long was he actually adventuring? It is roughly estimated that by the time all of these events take place, before he leaves the forest, he is anywhere from 10 to 12 years old. That is from the creator's themselves right he's but from 10 to 12 years old back to the, when he gets sent back to the child timeline it seems like uh th- this whole adventure with him being conscious <laughs> has been like maybe a week it, it, a couple it, days if you're a speedrunner. it basically <laughs> has yeah that, the, that the, can be deceptive though in in Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, there's actually an NPC couple that gives birth to a child at the beginning of whichever game you start. As you progress through the game, well, the pair of games, by the time you get to the end of the second Oracle game, the child is an adult. This implies that these two games took place within a span of nearly two decades. So the amount of time that is spent on these adventures could be rather misleading, but there's really no way, at least that I can think of, to prove definitively how much time took place in Ocarina of Time, because there are no NPCs that can give us that sort of measure that that child does in Mm -hmm. the Oracle games. Let's all find a forest and then do your best to travel (laughs) and see how long it takes us. Boom. (laughs) This is the answer. Doesn't um, Majora's Mask take place right after Ocarina? Yes. Literally, yes. Right after. It, it always seemed to me like at least a little bit of time had passed because he does seem a, at least a couple years older. So I, I, my assumption was always that, you know, he adventured all over Hyrule itself looking for Navi. And then maybe that took a, a year or so. Mm. So that's where he gained the ability to do all the flips and everything. Ugh. That's where he found the other shield. And now he's able to wield that shield one handed instead of on his back <laughs> like a turtle. Boom. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're running out of time. So now we're going to go to Jedi Link. What did you bring? Oh. Right, so I brought a theory, but it's going to be on the spoiler side for Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. So if you do not want to listen to this, you do not have to. I'm out. No, you do. <laughs> you have to listen to it. No. <laughs> All right. Spoiler alert is done. Let's go. What do you got? So it kind of involves two different things. The first thing it involves is the hero's aspect, which is your reward for get completing all the shrines of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be like what the hero 
like a late here between Breath of the Wild and when the Zonai appeared, that's got very Zonai-like aspects, but not as much as how um, Boru or his sister has. So it's like he's, so we don't, so uh, I've kind of theorized and some other people have theorized, well, what happened if the Zonai kind of married into the Hyrule and they started becoming more human-like? And the other thing that kind of made me think of that is in I can't remember which tier it is, but one of the tiers that has Zelda talking with Sonya and Rauru, it mentions she can Sonya can sense both the power of Rauru and Sonya in her. So that implies that they did have kids, but we just don't see them on screen because otherwise, how would their powers be combined in one person? So it kind of maybe also thinks about maybe that's where. The zone I went. Maybe they married more into the Sheikas, and that's why they've kind of set themselves a little bit apart from the rest of Hyrule, too. So, I'm still kind of working on it, but that's kind of where my theory is. Like, they kind of just lost all the Zonai aspect and just kind of became normal Hyrule looking. If, okay. If we, have, if we have time, I think I can support this one as well. <laughs> well, let me let me because we were talking about this earlier. We got we got into this topic and then we got out of this topic. We got back yeah. into this topic. <laughs> so I think Nightfall hit it best when she said that they are connected to the Sheikah. And I still firmly believe that some of them may have just become Hylians or, you know, influenced in a certain way they just become normal but i still think that i think nightfall was onto something and thinking that they may actually be the sheikah may actually be descendants of the original zonai in fairness it is worth noting that the character profiles in tears of the kingdom actually confirm that the Sheikah are just a subsection of Hylian. They are still technically Hylians. They're like cousins. They're cousins. I like cousins. Distant relatives. I mean, couldn't the same be said about Gerudo, even though it's not specifically stated anywhere? <sighs> yeah, but with that... It's kind of an it's kind of an iffy area. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to explain because there's really no start point. We don't really have a start point to the entire world other than the golden gosses came down, they did some stuff and then they left and said, yeah. "Oh yeah, by the way, here's this golden giant triangle with other three triangles that make it. That's your problem now." And then they bounced. <laughs> that's that's all we got. We don't know where any of these races came from, how they established. Well, the Gerudo started with Gruus, so. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and it's heavily, it's heavily implied that, especially in Ocarina Time, that all the races were already a thing hmm. by the time the events of Skyward Sword and stuff had happened. So we always say that Groose started them and it very well could be but Groose is still technically a Hylian so he had to have had been had to have bred with somebody like another species so it may be that hopefully fingers crossed in a future game we get to explore 
a uh, like an ancient civilization of what Gerudo were. That'd be pretty cool. But we don't have an answer for Gerudo. But with with but with the Sheikah and the now the the Zonai, I think we're getting somewhere. But then that brings us back to another thing that I won't go into. But that's the whole big circle of you know everything goes in a big circle. So it's hard to say <laughs> what's yeah, see, going my on. My original theory was going to be how Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are prequels to Skyward Sword. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on the theory that I brought up anyway. So I, I personally think that uh, Tears of the Kingdom more or less confirms Nina's loop theory, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, I did not... I did not hear. Am I allowed to try and support um, uh, Jedi Link's theory? Yeah, go for it. <gasps> All right. <laughs> so I think I think you are right uh, as far as um, the uh, uh, Sonia and um, Roru having descendants that were essentially half and half because in the tapestry that. Um, Goodness me, uh, Impa! <laughs> wow, in the tapestry that Impa has depicting the calamity of ten thousand years ago, we see the hero's aspect wielding the master sword, and we know this because that figure has red hair and similarly tinted skin. But if he is wielding a master sword, recall what we learn in Skyward Sword: only Link can wield that sword which means that that creature depicted by the hero's aspect is a link there are differences between that creature and a normal zonai and i think that 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 the hero's aspect is truly a half-breed between a hylian which is where which is why it is a link because that creature is half hylian and half zonai does it ever state anywhere that the hero has to be even a little bit Hylian? It does not state that, no, but we have never seen a link confirmed to not be at least. <laughs> Nightfall, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so I've got actually got an answer for this one. So. The Master Sword can be used by anyone, but only Link can use it to seal evil away because he is the chosen hero. Only the chosen hero. It doesn't have to be Link. It just means the chosen hero of that timeline is the only one that can use the Master Sword to its full capabilities. So anybody can just walk around and whip it around. Yeah, they can whip it around. You just can't use the magic powers of it. You're like, okay, all right. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Oh my God, I just saw the picture. What I mentioned before, um, <laughs> that is why from Ocarina of Time, that link is not a Hylian. Yeah, I was gonna say I could have sworn he was diff- uh, He wasn't Hylian. Wait, what is this now? Goron Link from Ocarina of Time. He's not a Hylian. Oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot about him being named Link. Boom. <laughs> Theory confirmed. Uh... So anyway, but we're gonna we're, we're yeah. back over here to Jedi Link's theory. So your your theory of saying that 
the Zonai and the Hylians have basically bred to create a subspecies. I think we can all agree, yes. Yeah. Uh, do we know what? I mean, we can guess. We can look at all the hints of it. We can look at the directions it's going. But no, we don't have concrete evidence right now. But we also are waiting for more DLC. We're waiting for more info from the, you know, from creation teams, and you know, we're gonna get it. They, we're Hopefully, get it. interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's so, why I said it's kind of a theory and not proven. Just trying to figure out where did they all go because they're not in the sky anymore either. So, no. see, I've also seen a couple theories about that particular Zonai being Ganon instead of Link. Looking at Because the of the hair. red hair? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw those two, but I am a little bit more hesitant to commit to those for simply because it is Calamity Ganon that they are fighting. There is a Ganondorf underneath the castle. And also because... For all we know, many Zonai could have had red hair. We only see two Zonai in the entirety of Breath of the Wild, and they are brother and sister. So just because those two have white hair, it would be very premature to assume that they all have that hair color. Hmm. Yeah. At any rate, I hate to say this, we are out of time. <laughs> Boo! So I want to give a very big thank you to all our patrons for joining us and bringing some awesome, incredible, amazing theories. Uh, as always, it's lovely to have you all because you're amazing people. <laughs> uh, Ariel, thank you for letting me use the mic. Um, you know, because you threatened to take it away. I was grounded. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I wish, like, the listeners could see my face. <laughs> the patrons can see my face, but I wish everyone could see my face right now. <sighs> You're you so... should use a beetle. Thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my god! I started doing that in real life. I started saying, thank you. And everyone's like, why is she, why is she like that? I've caught That's myself doing so that accidentally. Good. I don't know how many times. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and remember on that my note. Merchandise. Oh, I was just going to say, remember my merchandise idea or um, that I brought in? I hope that one day I can find a music box that just plays beetle noises, and then oh I'm going God. to I'm going to buy it for Ariel. <laughs> I'd be the happiest Ariel ever. The happiest Ariel ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, on that note, now it's time to end this episode. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us and hanging out with us and dealing with us for the last hour and some change. Uh, <laughs> so till next time, thank you. I didn't do it right, did I? Bye. No. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZLorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> <laughs>